0: hello everyone welcome to fat mascara i'm jen sullivan
1: oh hello jen sullivan i
0: I have a last name
1: (laughs) yes yes i am jessica matlin
0: hi jess hi i feel like this is like my personal show i'm really excited (laughs) because it's about skincare and science Sensitive skin
1: specifically. Sen- oh yes, sen- sensitive skin. We're also talking to one of your favorite dermatologists, Dr. Mona Garhara. It's very true. It's very true. Yes, she's great. But let me tell you first, this episode is brought to you commercial free, which is great. Thanks to Aven. and they are our sponsor for the show. Jen and I. Well, you know, if we have a sponsor, you know that we are big fans of them because that's just that's just the price of entry if you want to be our sponsor. Okay, we've got we've got to love the brand and aven AVEN has saved our hides many times. Anytime that we feel itchy, red, scratchy, ugh. AVEN to the rescue. And Jen and I, to your point just a few seconds ago, we've really been interested in sensitive skin. And we have talked about wanting to do a sensitive skin um, episode for a long time now. And AVEN really are the experts when it comes to this topic. Now, this summer, we saw that they partnered with Dr. Monogahara to launch their new tolerance control line. We thought, now is the time. So, Jen, can we
0: talk about who Dr. Mona Garhara is a little bit? Yes, because this is the exact expert I wanted to have on to talk about sensitive skin. She's a board-certified dermatologist who practices in Connecticut. She did her dermatology training at Yale New Haven Hospital, where she served as chief resident. Today, she's an associate clinical professor of dermatology at Yale, NBD. Um, She's also the vice president of the Women's Dermatologic Society and a member of the American Academy of Dermatology, There was a bunch of other things she does that I'm just going to leave off. And Mona, Dr. Gohara, you know we know you are a pro. You are an expert. So we'll put a link to her practice in the show notes and on the blog in case you want to learn more about her. But trust me when I say this is the woman who will fix your sensitive skin issues, who will diagnose, who will help you. And she's here to do just that. Are you ready to do it, Jess? But she's not going to do all of that on this show. I think we're Yes, she is. Virtually. No, just kidding. Of course. <laughs> okay.
1: like, whoa, whoa, whoa. i like, wait, 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 wait. Um, no, it's, um, a st- it's
0: a starting point, though, because I think that's the thing. You know something's up, but you're like, oh, God, now I'm going to have to go on a whole like chase. What's going on? Dr. Gohard of the rescue. Well,
1: th- let's, let's, This is a great launching off point. If you're itchy, scratchy, red, inflamed... Start here
0: and start now. Dr. Mona Gohara, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi,
2: guys. This is so fun. I'm so excited to be here. I've been a huge fan of this podcast since, since its inception, so this is just a major moment for me to actually be a guest. Thank you. Thanks, Dr. Welcome. Gohara. I can't believe
0: it's taken us this long to talk to you and about a subject so dear to all of our hearts, sensitive skin. I have to ask, before we get into this, because there's a lot of details, we just got to get a basic definition going. Is sensitive skin a dermatological diagnosis? You know, that's such a good question.
2: And the answer is no. (laughs) Saying sensitive skin is like saying you're happy or you're sad. It's a symptom But that doesn't mean that it's the cause. And so whenever a patient comes into our office, and they do all the time, every day, saying, you know, Dr. Gohara, I have sensitive skin. It just means to me that I have to do investigative work. It means to me that there's something else going on. Could that mean that they have acne, rosacea, eczema? Are they using too much of their products? Are they using the wrong combination of products? So just like somebody saying, I'm happy, or I'm um, sad. You have to say when somebody is feeling that they have sensitive skin. There's a reason behind it.
0: Okay, so you, you're a detective.
2: It's a te- I'm like Inspector Gadget, except it's Inspector Kohara.
1: <laughs> All right. So sensitive skin is not really, you know, a clinical term. It's just kind of this subjective feeling. I've also heard the term hypersensitive skin. This is kind of like a newer, a newer bit of lingo on the scene. What does that mean? Is that just like somebody's really unhappy? Right. It's like, I'm really sad or I'm
2: really happy. And so, you know, sensitive skin is like a continuum. Every single one of us has some degree of sensitive skin. If we put on too much of a retinoid, our skin's going to react, right? Because that's our skin sensitivity. But some people may react if there's like a teeny-weeny tag on the back of their sweater That's creating inflammation in their skin, that's hypersensitivity. So it's a continuum. Some people may require just a small stimulus to react. And some people, it may be like, all right, nothing's happening unless I dip my hand in
0: bleach, right? Don't do that. Nobody do that.
2: No. But during the pandemic, we were doing that, right? Because we were cleaning everything and scrubbing everything. And so, like these hand dermatitis you know, cases would be rampant. But my, my point is that there's a definite continuum. And hypersensitivity is just the, the kind of one end of the continuum where it's very difficult to find products that aren't going to irritate the skin.
1: Right, and it sounds like just like how every, everyone can be like, you know, happy at some point, hopefully, and everyone like definitely has been like sad at some point. Like you're gonna have sensitive skin at some point. You can't be like, oh, I don't have sensitive skin. And then there are people, hopefully, well, I mean, there are people who have, sensitive skin all the time. That's sort of like their natural state. is Exactly. Un, un,
0: un, unhappy skin, you know, having an unhappy skin state. Okay. Exactly. That's the, you hit the nail on the head. How prevalent is this? Like, at any given time, how, what percentage of your patients are walking in with some sort of irritated or sensitive skin?
2: So not to get too nerdy, but I think that there's, <laughs> oh, bring a, it l- on. there's a little bit of selection bias here because they're coming into my office because they have sensitive skin, right? Because... The products that they're using are inflaming or irritating their skin, or so I would say a good 20 to 30% of people are coming in saying, I have sensitive skin, I can't tolerate these products, this is too irritating. And so it's something I hear very frequently.
1: And then what's actually happening like internally? I know that externally, like my skin might be like red or itchy, but what's happening inside the skin? That's a great
2: question. It's usually one of three different scenarios. One scenario is, so we all know the bricks and mortar kind of model of the skin barrier. The skin barrier is made of skin cells, which are the bricks, and the mortar is um, the kind of protective stuff in between that create a scaffolding around our outer layer of skin to protect us. That helps keep irritants out and that helps to keep water in. So when somebody's skin is sensitive, that means that that whole bricks and mortar scaffolding was somehow compromised. There was something about that where it was weakened, letting irritants in and water out, and the skin becomes inflamed. That's one scenario. Now, this could happen if you're using harsh cleansers, if you're using, um, you know, if you're over exfoliating, if you are, if you're using a combination of products that like you're using your AHA over your retinol over your, you know, exfol, you know what I'm talking about, right? With a peel on top. With a peel on top. Exactly. So that's barrier compromise, sensitive skin, which we see a lot because if you think about it, somebody has acne, what do they do? They go at it they're like we need to exfoliate, we need to put this on it, we need to put that on it, but that actually oftentimes ends up compromising the barrier. That's number 1. The second reason that somebody may think that they have sensitive skin is an increase in your histamine release. So we have these skin ce- we have these cells in our blood called mast cells that spew out little histamine when they're triggered. And histamine gives you hives and you know red itchy skin. So if you're coming in contact with something that's going to create like a histamine release, that also will give you sensitive skin. And the third reason is oftentimes there are these little kind of There's a chemical cascade that happens when our skin is triggered, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, where these little things in our blood called cytokines that get released and create this whole inflammatory cascade. So if the cytokines are unleashed, it's like a party. It's like an inflammatory party, and Mm -hmm. your skin is going to be red and inflamed. So it's either like epidermal barrier function Mm -hmm. is compromised something is releasing histamine, or something is releasing um, cytokines. Usually there's different, you know, there's overlap in the Venn diagram oftentimes where it's like a combination, but Mm -hmm. that's what's happening inside. But outside, the patient feels like their skin is red, inflamed, itchy, intolerable to certain materials or ingredients, and that's what they come to us saying.
0: You you said like you mentioned peels and if someone had acne and used really harsh ingredients, those might be some causes of this these symptoms that you were just talking about. What are some of the other causes of sensitive skin? It's not always going to be like a product that does it, right?
2: No. So I would say one of the most so like like we said, sensitive skin is a euphemism for something else going on.
0: Oftentimes
2: it's for example, rosacea. Rosacea is where your skin can flush and it's trigger-based flushing, so the triggers can be hot or spicy food, red wine, changes of emotion, changes of temperature, hormonal fluctuations, and all of a sudden the face will flush. And so people will perceive that to be sensitive skin when really it's rosacea. Sometimes it's eczema, which is kind of like the you know, standard example of epidermal barrier dysregulation or that, the, that your epidermal barrier is some, somehow compromised. Sometimes it's psoriasis. Sometimes it really is a combination of products or ingredients. And what's tricky about this, guys, is people will say, but wait a minute. I've been using the same product since I was like 13 years old. Why in the world is this happening now? And the answer is our skin changes, just like every other organ changes as with time our skin does and so we can acquire these sensitivities which we may not have before and so it may not be as intuitive as it seems to kind of figure out the culprit
1: and just like out of nowhere too right like you can suddenly just be like 30 years old and suddenly just get itchy to around you know whatever new substance right like it can just kind of pop
2: out it definitely. I mean, so I see this every day. I like so one of the most common forms of skin sensitivity that I see is eyelid dermatitis. Yes. Keep going. Right? Women will come in all the time and be like, Dr. Kohara, my eyelids are like on fire. And, you know, we go through the list. What are you using? Nope. I've been using the same product every day. Um, but it just happens. It just happens. And sometimes it's weird. It's like one eye and not the other eye. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing intuitive about it, but it happens because our sensitivities change just like everything else friggin change. I mean like are our bodies the same as they were when we were 20? Is our hair the same? No none of that stuff is the same
1: as when we were 20, right? Totally like totally not yeah. Right. So then how important so okay so let's say I'm your patient, I come and I'm saying I eyelid dermatitis like help me. Do you sometimes just say like oh, I don't know what it is but we're gonna treat it like or do is it so important that you determine the cause You've got to, is it the nail polish? Is it the mascara? Is it, you know, the conditioner? Good, good, nail polish. That was a good one. That was a good one. I always think the nail polish because you're touching, like, you yeah. know. No, that's the
2: common, most common cause of eyelid dermatitis in women. That was good.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Oh. <laughs> Dr. Matlin. <laughs> <laughs> Dr.
1: Matlin. I have Listen, I have lived. I have lived, okay? <laughs> yeah, for the win. I'm going to say that
2: it's like, it depends on the chronicity. If it's something that they come in and it's like a one-off where they were like in the mall trying stuff on and maybe something happened, okay, fine, we'll get you through this, you'll be fine. But if it becomes a chronic problem, we do investigate a little bit more and we can talk about how we do that if you'd like.
1: I, I would be interested.
2: Okay, so there is something called patch testing where we have like the American Contact Dermatitis Society, which is like, my favorite group of people ever, because they're like the nicest people, and they come out with contact allergen of the year that I anticipate and look forward to hearing.
0: Oh my god! Like color of the year? Yeah. What's this year's contact allergen? <laughs> um, well, you know what? I need to. I don't know what this year's, but in the some, I put you on the spot. I'm so sorry. No, no, <laughs> but
2: previous winners have been like neosporin. Okay. And chemicals that are in baby wipes. Those have won. Formaldehyde fragrances. So there's always the contact allergen of the year that I personally look forward to. Much like like who's
1: going to be the best actress at the at the Grammys? Like <laughs> so, this you don't my- want you don't want to get this like award though. No, right, this is it's a fat bad- no. award. <laughs> Okay, so, I was so just, just being clear.
2: Okay. Poor yeah. formaldehyde. <laughs>
1: yeah, for, yeah,
2: I look forward to this award. Anyway, so what we do is we have this thing called patch testing where we put these little chambers of allergens on your back, and they're all numbered with the most common allergens from the American Contact Dermatitis Society. And we put them on your back in this, like, little tape form, and then over the course of a week, we look and see if you're reacting. So if, like, chamber one is a nickel... We're like, oh, you're reacting to nickel or, oh, you're reacting to formaldehyde, which BT dubs is in everything, Mm. or you're reacting to like preservatives like quaternium-15. So if I didn't get nerdy enough, I just want to let you know that patch testing is something that can be very gratifying because there are these whole databases of like once you identify what you're allergic to... You, you like type it into some search engine and be like okay here are the brands you can use like that's life-changing for the patient
1: so can I just take you out like just offer a quick second to say formaldehydes and everything I feel like every you know three weeks you hear something you see some Instagram comment it's like that has formaldehyde and that's what they use to preserve dead bodies and it's like it's in your eye cream like you're saying <laughs> for formaldehyde is like a common ingredient in thing it's ubiquitous it's 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 in so many things and we don't realize it's like you know it's in, guys? It's, like, in
2: jeans. It's in, it's like, like, blue jeans. It's in different cosmetic products. It's a preservative.
1: Okay, so you're just saying it's a preservative. Okay, I just wanted to, like, like get that out there because I feel like people always think, like, it's, like, an embalming fluid and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, no, it's not okay. just for, like, dead people. Okay. <laughs> it's for alive people, too. Okay. It, I think that's interesting. Okay. So, so okay, if it's chronic, you want to get to the bottom of it. If it's a one-off, we might just prescribe you a cream. Cool. Exactly. But there's ways to avoid this. Like, if somebody comes in and they're like, talk to me
2: about how I can take care of the skin. You know what, y'all? Like, I'm just telling them the brands that I like to avoid this drama to begin with.
0: Got it. That's a good point. Before we get into, like, how you might be able to manage this at home, is there like a trigger point where it's like, okay, I got to get to the doctor to t- get to the bottom of this? Because I feel like a lot of people listening will be like, every now and then I have sensitive skin or it's like a low-grade thing and I want to deal with it myself. At what point should they come in for a patch test?
2: So I think it's like, number one, it's like how extensive it is if it's bo- if it bothers you and how much it's interfering with your life. Like some people just don't care. And some people can have like a little teeny weeny patch the size of like a pea in the corner of their eye and they're like, get this shit off my face like now, like now, like they can't
1: <laughs> handle it. And so so it's, it's up
0: to like, you. Use your judgment. If, you are bo- yeah. if it's infect- affecting your life, go see Dr. Gohar or your local dermatologist.
1: Right. If it's symptomatic or bothersome or if it's chronic is what I would say. Got it. All right. Like, let's say your skin is just feeling sensitive, but you don't, you know, you're not going to run to the doctor, you know, maybe it's just like not in the cards for you at that moment. What would you recommend our sensitive skin listeners do at home? So the first thing is um, using the right products.
2: That's like half the battle right there. I mean, we all know you should avoid fragrances. You should avoid a lot of products that have bells and whistles to them. Under normal circumstances, I would say parabens and things like that that can be sensitizing. Quaternium 15 is another preservative. So you just have to like choose products where less is more. Wait, is it quaternium? Quadru- Quaternium 15 is another, it's like a formaldehyde-like preservative. I mean, I think you guys, one of the, your guests should be the American Contact Dermatitis Society group because
1: they are They like, sound like a fun bunch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a cocktail party for that. Like, <laughs>
1: Do you guys have like a holiday party? Every- well, I'm not part of the group. I'm just like this like
2: voyeur that is like obsessed with them. Okay, okay. <laughs> because yeah. I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool enough to be part of that group.
1: Not so, after this show. <laughs> yeah, I. It's it's really about,
2: I think, using not being- jumping on the next shiny beauty object, really being cognizant of the fact that your skin is an organ. And just like, like take your gut for a second. Like let's, because skin and the gut are very similar. They have similar like microbiomes. They're like very connected in certain ways. Like what if you were like, One day I'm going to eat like all this fried food. And then the next day I'm going to be on a plant-based diet. And then the next day I'm going to be on this diet. It's like your gut won't be able to handle that. You're going to have some type of reactivity. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with the skin. So don't like bounce around to the next shiny beauty object, which is really common in this day and age. Stick with a routine, less is more, and stick with products that aren't going to be inflaming. I think that's really good advice.
0: Yeah. You named, okay, fragrances can be sensitizing. Some of the preservatives can be sensitizing. You've told us what to avoid. So what do you look for? You're not going to get like really active things, acids, things we've talked about in the show, but like, what do you want? Yeah.
2: So, I mean, in general, you just want like the list of ingredients to be small. You want cleansers, you want non-soap cleansers, and you want moisturizers that are going to be, I like to call them biosimilar, that will kind of like mimic and enhance your barrier function. And you're not gonna. That's hard. That's hard to identify on a label. So that's where it's good to kind of just like get to ask people like what brands fit in those categories. Like for example, ceramides are biosimilar ingredients. Our epidermal barrier is full of ceramides. So things that enhance the barrier or have ceramides would be a good thing to choose.
0: Okay, we know you've been a fan of Vim for a while and like that's something you recommend to your patients. I have to ask before we get into like different brands and things to look for, why did you even partner with them? Like, is this one of your like, go-to sensitive people brands? Yes, because I have to tell you, I like brands
2: that, do you guys ever see the This Is Us episode where they were like sitting in a waiting room in a hospital and they played this game, chocolate or ranch dressing? Like they were like, (laughs) does it go well with chocolate or ranch dressing? And like everybody had to go around and they were like, no, I think that like, you know, this would be better with chocolate. That's like what a like it's like chocolate and ranch dressing. Like it goes with everything, right? Like
1: everything can fit that. the premise is that chocolate and ranch dressing go with everything? But not both together. Like it's either like, okay,
2: a carrot. What are you going to put a carrot in? Ranch, ranch dressing. But what are you going to put a strawberry in? Chocolate, chocolate, right? But you could do that with everything. You could do that with anything. And I mean, I guess maybe like pizza, you dip in ranch. You wouldn't put that in chocolate, right? So I think, but the the game is chocolate or ranch. This was like my favorite okay. success episode. The bottom line is, that's like what event is like. It's like, it just goes with things. Like it just goes with any type of skin that comes into my office, which facilitates the visit, which facilitates a happy patient, which facilitates, because the patients are going to get good results and they're going to trust what I'm saying. Like you can't mess it up. You can't. It's like chocolate or ranch. It go,
1: it's like you cannot mess it up. Plus, the story is. Do you guys know the story of aven? Well, why don't we? We know France. We I think know it's the France. Spa. I
0: think we're in France. Let's go you to know, France.
1: The healing. The healing waters. You guys are going to be totally into this, actually, when you hear this. So there was okay.
2: this was like three hundred years ago. It was like three centuries ago, and there was a horse that belonged to Marquis of Roquevel. I'm sure I'm totally butchering that name. Um, but anyway, the horse had alopecia. Okay. And the horse would go okay. into this thermal spring and it like cured his alopecia and gave him this like shiny, beautiful, healthy coat. And so Mr. Rocose, or, Rocose, or whatever <laughs> how you're supposed to say his name, <laughs> then turned this into a water bath. And now that's the event Thermal Spring. And that's the hydrotherapy center.
0: Okay. And this thermal, that water is in, that thermal spring water is in all of their products?
2: Every single one of their products.
0: Okay. And what does it do besides cure horse alopecia?
2: Well, so by the same virtue of how it helps the horse, there are minerals that are anti-inflammatory in the thermal spring water that's in every one of their products. And then each one of their products is nuanced with different um, ingredients that can enhance inflammation or healing or hydration. So for example... The line that you know we're talking about today, which is the tolerance control line, is really good for sensitive skin. Why? Because also derived from this thermal spring water is a postbiotic called D-sensinose.
1: I've never heard of a postbiotic. What is that? I've heard of probiotics, but not I knew, postbiotics. I knew you were going to ask that. I knew well, that I, was the next I, question. I, I, I'm glad you prepared <laughs> for this difficult conversation.
2: Yes. I was like, I know I'm going to get it. Okay. So prebiotics are what
1: is pre pre and pro, wait, pre 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 post post i never heard of a post
2: yeah post okay so guys we have a billion microbes per square centimeter on our skin a billion with a b okay it's a lot of microbes that's a lot of little critters the symbiosis of those little microorganisms working together is what helps our skin and our gut function properly and so prebiotics are what the probiotics eat; they're like their food. And then postbiotics are the waste of those. Got it. But it's like they're all important parts of the symbiosis and the kind of microbiome. So postbiotics are the waste products. So this postbiotic called desensinose was extracted from these th- from the thermal spring water. It was found. So remember earlier on we talked about what's happening internally.
0: Cytokines,
2: histamines. Right. The cytokine, Right. So when you have sensitivity, when you come in contact with something that's irritating, there are these things called sodium channels. We're really like, I feel like I'm legit and like bio, like give it to on, us. 101 one on right now. There are these things called sodium channels that kind of trigger your brain to go. Ape and like react right. This desensinose blocks that. Like it stands there and it's like you ain't going nowhere.
0: And At like so, a tiny, tiny level, like a little molecule, cell like a little level. teeny,
2: tiny level, like a little teeny weeny security guard is like, nope. We're this is stopping. Sodium channels are not getting activated. You are not getting to the brain. We are not reacting, and the whole process is shut down.
0: Shut it down. Oh. It's like our security blanket.
2: It's a security. It's a security post. And so this isn't the only postbiotic that is in Aven's products. Zeracalm has a postbiotic in it. Cyclophate, um, which helps with skin recovery, has a postbiotic in it. And then this is the newest one. With the then tolerance
0: the controls control the one that has this desensinose that you were talking about. Exactly. So is that just like a is that just in a serum a moisturizer? Like where do you find it if you have sensitive skin? Okay, great question. So
2: it's in a it's in uh, there's three there's three different parts of this range. There's the extremely gentle cleanser. There's a the soothing skin recovery cream, and that's for normal to combination skin. Now there's a the soothing skin recovery balm that's for oh, dry skin.
0: Justin, I love a balm.
2: You love I love balms too. I'm actually a big balm fan. But the claim to fame here is that it
1: can quell irritated skin within 30 seconds. Now, I've used the balm on my legs because my legs are very itchy all the time now. I don't know if it's... What's your experience with it? It's, it's very soothing, and it's right away. What was the time frame you said? What was the... 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would stand by that. Yeah. Yeah. And I use it on my dry skin. I don't, you know, they say, like, eh, out of the bath on damp skin. I don't know what the directive is, but I just put it on, like, as needed, and it's good. And then I also use the face cream because my face is itchy too a lot. Again, I'm not sure what happened this summer. Um, it is chronic at this point. Maybe I should see someone. <laughs> I don't know. I just slap it on. It's very good. But you have, to, you have to identify whether it's like histamine or barrier. I think it's barrier. I don't know. My skin's just dry a lot. I th- That's mean, barrier.
2: Dry yeah, is I th- barrier. I
1: think it's the air conditioning. I honestly think it's the air conditioning and... I just like don't moisturize a lot. And then suddenly it's like, lo and behold, my skin is dry. So then I go for the big guns. That,
0: that actually leads to my question because I was gonna say, like, okay, it fixes it in 30 seconds, but that doesn't mean you just put it on when you have a reaction, right? Like, I feel like every derm's always like, need to keep up the routine every day. Then you not right. trigger the reaction in the first place. Exactly.
2: So that's the whole point, right? Like, so this is for people, this is for everybody, frankly, but I would just tell somebody to use it all the time. So it, Prevents the process that the reaction. So cleanse with that
0: cleanser, put on either the balm or the lotion, whatever you like, and just keep that going, even if you're not having a flare up. That's what I would say. For someone with really sensitive skin. Now,
2: okay, this go. is this is actually probably the most unique part of this. It has about 15 ingredients and 98% of them are from natural origin.
1: Is 15 a lot or a little? Because we're No, talking- no, that's a very little. Okay. And you think that's, that's very there. important? I I actually do, yeah.
2: Why? Why? Because the more ingredients, the more like you're upping your odds of reactivity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But the cool part about this is that there's zero preservatives. Now I've never heard of a brand before.
0: None of the quat. None of the quat you mentioned. Not quat. None of the formaldehyde. Not not para. They're all out. Okay.
2: And because they have this this air this airtight packaging that allows nothing in so irritants and bacteria that can compromise the efficacy of the product are not allowed in and they also cannot compromise it's like basically like a it's just
0: like a vacuum
2: sealed it's a vacuum sealed of. only what's in there is in there and that's it so zero so other pres- brands
0: can't do this because they took out all their preservatives and didn't have a vacuum seal like stuff might grow in it right yeah. If so you this special packaging is the reason that there's so few that there's zero preservatives. Exactly.
2: If okay, you don't got got have it, special it. packaging, if you don't have this type of airtight system, which took them BTW like 20 years. Like this was not <laughs> like over so oh, this was not like overnight. They weren't like, oh yeah, let's do this. This was like 20 years of like somebody toiling away at this.
0: Yeah, because that little pump, like when you pump it out, then some air goes back in.
2: But this doesn't. This does not. So I don't know if... I mean, you guys have a much probably broader purview of every beauty product out there. I don't know, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, of any product that has zero preservatives in it.
1: Um, They're out there, but we're not talking about them on the show.
0: Yeah, and they might not have any water in them. So they might be like a pure oil. Of course it doesn't have preservatives. It's just a pure oil, but this is not that. This is a well-cosmetically formulated product that will fix your sensitive skin. Precisely. And so
2: I think that this is... um, That's why I'm a fan. So I was a fan of it from the horse, the beginnings with the horse. (laughs) And now I'm a fan of it because it helps my patients. And I can just say to my patient, use this and use this product. And I can almost guarantee that nobody is going to report back to me that they had some type of poor reaction. It just has not
0: happened. So like the 15 things in this product would probably not even be on a patch test because they're just not your little society- does not even need to worry about <laughs> Your little society. <laughs> oh, shots fired. I no, know. I know I my the little name society. Of it. No, it's cute. But you know what I mean? Like, these aren't the things that are going to trigger no, reactions not. in people. They're okay. not. Because there's the thermal spring
2: water, there's the desensitives. I mean, that's not on my path. They're things test. that do the opposite. Yeah. Yes. So,
1: okay. We got to ask you, we got to talk about, about fragrance. Okay. Because fragrance is one of those big no-nos or, you know, that brands have come out that have said like, oh, we're, you know, super good for like sensitive skin. And then if they have fragrance, you know, Instagram, TikTok, they all go wild saying that this, well, it's got to be garbage because it has fragrance. Why is fragrance such a no-no in this world? It's just not supposed to be there. What, what does right? that mean?
2: What do you, why like, is it not? You're not to be our there? skin. Like when we were like Neanderthals or whatever, wherever we came from, I don't even know at this point. But where, like wherever we came from, like they weren't slathering on like like lavender. They just weren't doing it, right? So our skin was not. Our skin is formulated for function, not fragrance. That's that's a good quote. I'm going to use that more often. Our skin is <laughs> for, formulated for function, not fragrance. It, it's just it it has no role in our in our skin health routine.
1: Like yours, it has no functional role. Like It has, it has no, no um, functional role. No therapeutic and so, role.
2: Correct. And so what it is, is it's just an irritant. Like it doesn't belong there. It's like the third wheel on a date. It doesn't belong there. It just <laughs> is like trying, there. She's trying out couple anti isms. Like you're working <laughs> on some material up here. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the chocolate and the ranch is really my favorite because that's true. They, it does go with everything. But anyway, that's not the point. To make a product that's cosmetically elegant, efficacious, no preservatives, fragrance-free, and you want to use it, that's pretty impressive.
0: Oh, it's like hard to do is what you're
1: saying. That's a smart scientist. Okay, okay, got
0: it. I got it. One more question about fragrance, though, too. I've heard this. Tell me if this is wrong, that like because it's just listed as fragrance, a derm like you can't know, was that an essential oil, which like preservatives were in the perfume, which how many different ingredients are within that fragrance? Like it's a whole other thing to unpack.
2: Yes. And sometimes fragrance-free has masking fragrance, masking fragrances. So that can
1: be sensitizing.
0: So you don't even want that. You want zero fragrances. You want zero for. fragrance. And okay. then
1: has zero fragrance, right? That's zero. what you're saying.
0: Yep. It's sterile with zero fragrances. Okay. Got it. Okay. We, we covered a lot here. Is there anything we didn't touch on that like you hear a lot about sense of skin or any myths you'd like to bust?
2: No, I I think that you guys have really done a great job at kind of breaking this down. (laughs) I think it was more you. (laughs) No, but I think the most important thing for your listeners to remember is this isn't, like that. my take-home points would be like, this isn't a condition, it's a symptom. And using the right products from the beginning and not kind of bouncing around from product to product
1: Mm. can
2: mitigate like 99% of the issues without a patch test.
1: Okay. Dr. Gohara, we cannot let you go without having you raise a wand to, I mean, let's just get to it. What is your favorite event product?
2: So besides the tolerance control range, I love their Retronol, which is their vitamin A derivative that also is Wonderful for sensitive skin, even my patients with rosacea. So that's, that's the product I first fell in love with. A rosacea
1: patient, you're like giving them an Aven product, I mean, a, a retinol product or retin, like a, a vitamin A. Yeah, explain more, explain more. It's the precursor to retinol. So
0: you're getting all those anti aging and skin boosting benefits. Yes. But, not the, not but again, the not, I'm
1: guessing it's not going to make you sensitive. In that gentle, gentle Aven um, French water. Yeah. Exactly.
2: So that's my, that's the, that's the product I would raise a wine to. That's a
0: good one. Really? Oh my nice. gosh. I learned a lot. I got to go look up sodium ion channels and we, Jess and I have to get ourselves on the board of the National Contact Society. Thank you. I, I think yes, I'm,
1: yes. I'm just going to wait for the, the reports. I, I, I'm not sure <laughs> if I deserve a seat on that board, but. Uh, <laughs> it's a
2: new thing. It's this like big new thing, old announcement. It's like contact alert. It, guys, in a few short months, we're going to find out what the 2021 contact allergen is. Oh my God, is. we'll have
0: you back for like a <laughs> da, 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 da drum roll. This is the uh, contact, what is it called? Contact allergen, allergen of the year. Of the year. All right, we'll do that. Thank you so much for thank coming you. on and explaining this in a way that really made a lot of sense. I think our, our listeners are going to really enjoy it. And thank you again to Aven for being our partner thank on this you, special Aven. episode. The Aven Tolerance Control Line is available in the U.S. and at Ulta Beauty stores. Did you guys know that? Nationwide. It's so gentle. P.S. Can I also say I
1: use it on my baby? I That's feel like, great. I feel like that is a testament to how gentle it is. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. That
0: is a, that is a good yeah. testament. If you are who are listening want to learn more about Aven, the products that Dr. Gohara mentioned, please visit Aven USA. We didn't even spell Aven. We should do that since it's French. A-V-E-N-E-U-S-A.com. And you can also follow them on social. It's the same handle at Aven USA. Thanks, Dr. Gohara. Thanks, Thank Dr. you guys. Gohara. You guys are the best. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at We
1: also wanna answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review
0: or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646 481 8182. Thanks so much for listening.